Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimeology. This is episode 15. Um, and we are excited to be back because today we are covering our first serial killer case. Um, I don't know. I mean, I get I don't know why we waited so long. Um, I feel like we talk a lot outside of podcast about um serial killers but here we are the first serial killer we're gonna talk about the honolulu strangler i also feel like before every episode i kind of talk a little bit about how i came to know the case um so this case was so my parents live in arizona we live in oklahoma it's a 16-hour drive, so a very long time. Um, I like to leave really early in the morning, um, so that way, really, it's so my siblings don't annoy me and that they sleep most of the time. But anyway, so we're leaving Arizona to come back, and it's one of those, like, you know, you don't know the radio station, so you have to change. And so anyways, this little guy, he comes on the country radio station, and he has, like, a cool little segment, How We Have Florida Man Minute. He has like this segment that's just like a minute of stuff that he enjoys, something that's not related to country music. So anyways, I guess he really likes true crime. And so he made the comment that the last known serial killer in Hawaii had killings between the years 1985 and 1986. And so he was just like, isn't it crazy that, you know, it's been that long since Hawaii has a, had a killing. And I was like, write that down, write that down. That's an episode. Um, <laughs> so now here we are. We're going to talk about the Honolulu <laughs> Strangler. Um, I get that. Uh, I mess that up all the time. But anyways, Honolulu Strangler, our first serial killer. So we're just going to get started. So we're going to talk about each victim. And then we're going to talk about one suspect in particular um, that they had in the case. The kicker to this case is that the killer has never been convicted. So just some something to keep in the back of your mind. So anyways, first victim is woman on our list is Vicki Gail Prudy. She is 25 years old at the time of her death. She leaves to go clubbing on May 29th, 1985. But she never makes it to actually see her friends. She's last seen by the taxi driver who dropped her off at a hotel around midnight where she said she was going to retrieve her car. The next morning, though, her body was found in a lagoon embankment in her yellow jumpsuit. Her hands were bound behind her back and she was raped and strangled. Her husband, though told police that he thought her murder might have to do with where she worked. She worked at a video rental store that also sold pornography videos and just so happened two women were stabbed to death at the store one year earlier. So at first they're thinking, I mean, he's thinking obviously there are, I don't want to say sketchy people, but if you just had two people who were murdered the year before, then you're not having the best people around that rental store. So 
that's why the husband brought it to the police's attention and was just like, hey, just so you know, she used to work there where two people died a year before. So, yeah, that's definitely kind of that's the first. And and who knows this? That might have been the serial killer's first ones. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, that's I mean, that's a pretty good. I mean, I don't want to say a good indication or anything like right. that, but that's kind of a. Okay, something's already happened here before. Mm-hmm. Maybe, drawing, you know, pulling Connecting the imaginary, dots. pulling the imaginary string between right. the dots here. Um, that's you know something is bigger than just a right random boiling random homicide. Right. The second woman was Regina Sakamoto. She was seventeen on January fourteenth, nineteen eighty six. She had missed her bus for school, so she called her boyfriend around 7.15 in the morning to tell him what was going on and to tell him that she would be late. The next day, however, her body was found wearing her tank top and her sweatshirt, but nothing on her lower half. And again, both hands were tied behind her back, and she had been raped and strangled. So there's already obviously... If criminal minds has ever taught us anything, mm-hmm. there's always a pattern. Right. I think we're starting to see a pattern right. already within the first two. And in our episode about the Bennington Triangle disappearances, that was one that was like nothing really had a pattern. And so I talked about, you know, all serial killers have something, even if it's, you know, you tie their hands behind their back. That's your thing that you do. And so that's what you see in every case with them. But yes. So the third woman is Denise Hughes. She was 21. She commuted to get to work, but on January 30th, 1986, she just doesn't show up for work. Her body was found in a stream of water. Um, She was found by some fishermen on February 1st, 1986. She was in her blue dress wrapped in a blue tarp again hands tied behind her back and she had been raped and strangled so after this third body was found a serial killer task force was started on february 5th i just want to know how do you get that job (laughs) i mean that sounds like a that sounds like that's the original criminal you know in criminal minds the bau that's what that sounds like right there right so that's (sighs) hmm. to me this is one of those especially when you get the serial killer task force involved. This kind of seems like one of those things of it'd be very interesting to know, like, I mean, I know you said, you know, Denise was found in a stream of water. But it's one of those things to me of, like, where, like, where are they at exactly on the map? Like, obviously, you're in Honolulu, so there's not a whole, I mean... For an island, it's it's pretty good size. I've been to Hawaii or been to Honolulu, and it's there's a lot of commercialization. So there's a lot of, especially more downtown or like you know on the beach. There's a lot of. I mean, it's it's a full blown city, very different from what we're used to around here. Right, and it's more like a. I mean, it's really a metropolitan type of area, um, and it's. So it'd be very interesting to me 
just to see kind of where these bodies were located. Maybe I can find like a map online and we can post that. I remember reading somewhere. I mean, we'll talk about it later. They kind of hint at the fact, I mean, it never really says the bodies are around each other, but they kind of hint at the fact that the bodies were kind of located near each other, but I've never been to Hawaii. So in my head, I'm thinking there's not a whole lot of area around there. So I was thinking, yeah, five bodies on one island, how far away can they possibly be? But I'll try to look for a map and or something and see if we can post it on Facebook. Yeah, because that, that's one of those things of, you know, maybe just maybe just in how my brain operates. That's just kind of one of those things of like, okay, how close exactly were all these right. all these bodies together? Because that could also be a, you know, once again, talk about criminal minds. That's also one thing that they look at. Right. You know, don't really know if that's actually how they do it in real life. But according to TV, <laughs> right. that, that's what they do. Um, The fourth woman on our list is Luis Medeiros, who was 25 years old. Her mother had just passed away, so she was out of town headed to go visit some of her family. She took a late flight back to get home, and so she told her family that she was going to travel home by bus from the airport. However, she gets off of the airplane and she disappears. Now, I didn't get throwing this out there i believe the airport was like you fly in and you walk off of the airplane like then to the airport instead of like through the gate thing yes so what those are called too that's what i again not 100 sure but that's what the article made it sound like um and so April 2nd, her body was found by some road workers. She was wearing her blouse, but again, nothing on her lower half, and her hands were bound behind her back, and she had been raped and strangled. So now after Luis is found, police try to catch this person by putting police women undercover around the areas that these women's bodies were both found but then also went missing so this is the part of the story that makes it seem like they're all i mean it didn't say exactly that they were all in the same area but the fact that you're putting undercovers around the same areas this is the part that made it sound like they were all in the same area yeah so not 100 percent sure but I, I don't think you would put undercovers i mean Right, you've yeah. Got enough people, then I guess around you know the whole place, but yeah, and also, and if I kind of remember right, and I'll look this up too. But so the airport's like kind of you know it's on the south side of the island, and I mean it takes up a very large chunk down there, and it's one of those things of going back uh, to Luis, um, sh- you know if you know there you know back then. That was a normal thing of just getting off the plane, walking, you know, kind of on the, not necessarily the tarmac, but kind of walking to the building. Right. That's also one of those things. And once again, we've, I've, we've, I've said it before. If this is, you know, any time in the last, you know, since 2000 in the last 20 years, 
there'd be security cameras and all sorts of different stuff that maybe would have picked her up, you know, on a right. on a camera or anything like that of maybe they would have gotten a glimpse of the vehicle or the person or just, you know, any type of little just that little detail that could have put them a little bit closer. Right. So but I mean, you, you know, once you get out of the airport it's you know it's kind of a drive to kind of get to everything else i mean you're not you're not walking somewhere like like you know like she's like this like that article said she's taking a bus and a lot of the time i mean and those buses normally are pretty full of people also right so it's not going to be one of those things of where she just missed her bus and got on a different one and then you know whatever happened happened right so, I mean, it's definitely something like, and who knows if this, if this guy actually had a plan, you know, he had this kind of planned out or it was just a, a random, you know, yeah, not luck of the draw. That's a very bad phrase for this, but, you know, kind of a, a grab bag, almost yeah. like a type of thing. Um, the last person on our list is Linda Pische, who was 36. Her roommate said that she already knew that she wasn't supposed to be home till late due to a work meeting that was running late. Um, on April 29th, 1986. But the next morning, she wakes up and she discovers that Linda never made it home from work. So she calls police and files a missing persons report. However, a man, Howard Gay, comes forward and he tells police that a psychic told him that a body was going to be discovered that day, which is now May 3rd. So he takes police to where the psychic said the body would be. Um, there's nothing there where he says, you know, the psychic said right here. But the police search the area of the island he had talked about, and they do end up finding Linda's body. Again, she's found with her hands tied behind her back, and she had been raped and strangled. So now, obviously, they're looking at Howard Gay. And they're like, okay. Now, they say he fits the description of what they think this guy would look like. I don't know how you would figure out what this guy looks like if you don't have any eyewitness testimony, but I'm not also a on the task force of serial killers. Which, so here's our big push now. Get Sam on this on a task force like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. If anything comes out of this podcast, that needs to be the one thing. <laughs> right. Um his ex-wife, Howard's ex-wife and girlfriend at the time, they do tell police that he does have a thing for bondage. No, oh, gross. <laughs> so his girlfriend even went as far to say that there was a night that he got mad at her and he left and that these would be the nights where a murder would happen. So... First off, you got murder on the same time your boyfriend's leaving the house angry. And then all of the victims have their hands tied behind their back. It's not looking so great for you. And now you're like, hey, psychic told me 
body is going to be over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, a, a psychic told me that a body was going to be exactly at this same spot at right. this same. Yeah, this it's not looking great <laughs> for Mr. Howard. So between the hours of 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., Howard is interrogated. He also failed a polygraph test, but eventually was released. Again, we've talked about polygraph tests before. They're not, you know, they can't be used in court. They can't be used against him, but they are still done and they're still processed. So we know that information. So I'm going to share that information to you. And as Lorsa always says, never take the polygraph. Right. I think I quoted her right on that. If not, she will uh, immediately correct me. Two months after he was arrested, a lady comes forward saying she saw a man with Linda the night of the murder, and she personally picks Howard out of a lineup. She didn't want to be a witness because she believed he saw her as well and didn't want something to happen where he was released and then came after her. Um, but she did pick Howard out of the lineup. Howard, however, died in 2003 of kidney failure. So this is why at the beginning of the story, I say the killer was never convicted. I don't know if we can necessarily say the killer was never caught, um, but he was never convicted. That's one of those things that's kind of a an asterisk with that. Right. Of it was never caught. We assume who it was. He it's... was never caught. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, no, it was one of those things of, you know, he was never truly convicted. Because... I was just like, dude, you were doing pretty good. I mean, nobody had their eyes on you right. until you come out of the blue and you're like, a psychic told me. You messed it up for yourself. Like, Well, and 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 maybe that goes... You know, maybe this is a, a, not a necessarily a guilt feeling, but you know, some you know, a remorseful like. Either you had remorse, or you go into a panic. Everybody knows, and everybody's looking at me when I go outside. So let me just come forward and give them this information. You know. Yeah, and um, and it also could be a thing of obviously we're just we're just obviously just speculating here. Um. It could be a thing of just also paranoia. I mean, kind of like what you were just saying of like, you, I mean, you've got five, you know, you've killed five women. And, you know, if, you know, I get freaked out sometimes if Sam looks at me wrong because I think she's going to kill me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just one of those things of it could be, you know, Somebody looked at him for like, you know, right. three seconds too long. And then he got, you know, maybe he's like, they know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, they, they know something um, or they saw me with this person or whatever. And it could, you know, it could have been something like that, too, of where it's. Hey, I think somebody saw me and now, oh, yeah, kind of. And then you get that remorseful feeling and and probably just. It was just bad timing on his part. I mean, should have just kept it to yourself and he might have gotten away. I mean, I don't want to say he got a. I mean, he did get away with it. He was never convicted. So we never got that like closure to this case. So he did end up inevitably getting away with it. But you could have kept yourself off the list entirely if you didn't just come out with a with a sidekick. <laughs> 
Um, but anyways, that's the Honolulu Strangler, our first serial killer. Um, and so now we are going to take just a second to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and then we will come back with our Florida Man Minute. All right, now we're going to do our Florida Man segment. This is where we Google a random date along with the words Florida Man, and we giggle um, about the articles that popped up. I will, we have a lot of new listeners, so I will explain a little bit of this, and it's not, there was a, I don't, a trend, I guess, going around at this point, probably years ago, where it yes. was you Year, years because we are old now, I'm Sam. Literally, um, where you Google it, it was your birthday, so you Google your birthday along with the words Florida man because there's just, I guess, Florida men is where the craziest men are, and so there's just so funny articles. And so, I again, years ago when me and Steven talked about doing this, I was like, that would be so funny to do that as part of it. So if you're a new listener and you're like, what is this? This is what it is. So it's really just an excuse for me to sit here and just laugh. So that's what this is. This is my portion of the show. Right. Um, Okay, Sam. So I have a question. Yep. As always, if you were to change your appearance in any way, you know, hair, eye color, whatever, Mm -hmm. what would you do i'd either go i mean i'm dark-headed but i'd either go black hair which sounds dumb or i'd put blonde in it maybe i'd go blue-eyed so that's my answer okay perfect so um a little backstory we're recording this on uh may 5th cinco de mayo so of course i had to type in may 5th for this week's florida man um, the headline uh, comes as this fugitive Florida man on bike hoped hideous blonde wig disguise would help him evade deputies, police say. So a Florida man uh, wanted on drug charges didn't quite prove himself as a master of deception when he was arrested last week uh, in a very not good blonde wig while trying to pedal his way past the police. Uh, Robert Walls was busted on his bicycle as he tried to ride through a perimeter police had set up around, not not in the street or anything, around his residence where he was staying. Um, except for the long blonde hair, um, the man riding away matched Walls' description perfectly. Wow. Um, obviously, not fooled, the agents determined it was uh, Walls in a disguise and took him very quickly into custody uh walls later told them that he he knew he was wanted and had used the wig as a disguise to elude um the officers the uh the arrest was part of a quote significant drug investigation that had led to arrest arrest warrants for over a hundred suspects wow uh walls faces several charges um and the the best part of this one to me so this is a quote from the sheriff's office, and I'll read this verbatim. So here is the moral of the story. Don't sell drugs, and you don't have to worry about going to jail. Don't try to hide from law enforcement if you have a warrant. And above all else, and this part is in capital letters, do not 
wear a hideous wig while trying to run from the popo on a bicycle. <laughs> the guts this man have to just throw on a wig and then ride in front of police is amazing. Oh yeah. This is I mean, this is just prime, prime, prime Florida man right here. This is oh yeah, this this blonde wig is gonna get me out of being arrested for this arrest warrant that I have. And it's just, all right, I'm just going to just ride my bicycle out here and be on my way. We post all of our source material onto Facebook. And so it has a picture of him. He's in camo shorts, kind of a royal, uh, navy royal blue t-shirt. And this wig is just very blonde, very short, very wild. And he's uh, screaming at the picture or something. But it definitely is something that you're just like, you could have tried a little bit harder. You could have, you know, you know, maybe put on a little bit. I mean, even maybe a better wig. I mean, honest, better is just better is what he should have tried. It's just, it really is like, you don't look natural. You're drawing <laughs> more attention to yourself than anything. If anything, just, you know, assuming that he has hair, shave his head you know go bald that might go throw... a different way from the police go don't just ride right by yeah and God, i i just don't even know where to go people there. need to come to us before they commit a crime we'll tell you what to not do and what to do obviously don't wear a wig don't ride by the police uh man how no. funny yep so that's that's florida man this week yeah uh, it's a good one well, like always, thank you for listening and thank you for returning and coming back. Um, we're still having a blast coming up with episodes and researching those episodes and just talking about um, each week and then do li doing little things like this Florida man. Um, just thank you for the support. Thank you for the numbers that are growing and that are still growing. Um remember to follow us on social medias again like i said we post all of our source material to our facebook page and then um we post on our instagram page pictures that are um aligned with the case um and so if you're listening on apple make sure you rate us um give us those five stars please um so yeah, thank you guys so much. And like always, my name is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Criminology. Bye.